Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson. Hi guys, it's fucking happening. Oh, oh, right. What's happening? Are you shitting yourself again? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the 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 news. I mean, we'll talk about it properly, but in a bit. But I fucking told you it would happen. I'd say it's happening. Should have a question mark after it. It's still not happening. Uh, an, an official bid has been made. Dave, I've yeah. had official bids for things on Gumtree before that have not gone through. <laughs> well, there's a fit and proper person's test, like a fit. You know, the is the owner a? Why are we part? so? Why are we knee deep in? Have you learned nothing, Dave, about how this podcast works? What our listeners are expecting right now is six or seven minutes. <laughs> Of utter bullshit, nothing to do with football, <laughs> and you're talking about fit and proper this. person. <laughs> we could talk about my brand new car if you like. Oh yeah, what's yeah. going on? What's going on, Dave? You've changed. <laughs> yeah, I've got myself. I've been I've ninety mile an hour into Twatville. I've got myself a BMW. Are you, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what's going on, Dave. Are you siphoning off all our? Um, <laughs> revenue. I don't understand. <laughs> I picture you. I, you're the sort of person I, I've always pictured having arguments with bus conductors about how <laughs> <laughs> about how your uh, bus ticket has got lost in the lining of your coat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Everything changed since I moved up north, mate. It's uh, the land of milk and honey up here. Are you ba- Are you the northern powerhouse? <laughs> <laughs> They're just me. That's I'm. I'm. Uh, you know, I'm Atlas holding up the world up here. That's, that's what's going on. Amazing. It's black. Yeah, it's like a Batmobile. It's wicked. You've got a black BMW. <laughs> yeah. Have you become? <laughs> Are you, have you become an Uber Lux driver? <laughs> <laughs> or a drug dealer. It's one of the two, surely. I don't understand what it is you do, Dave. I don't understand why you've suddenly gone from someone who can't afford to buy a round to someone who's, like, <laughs> staying in business hotels, buying BMWs, and marrying women. <laughs> Singular, not plural. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's going on. I mean, well, in fact, here's here's what we'll, we'll do. I mean, first of all, I don't know if you've read the terms and conditions of the contract to buy the BMW because I'm sure I'm assuming you haven't bought it out, outright, Dave. You've bought it on a lease, right? Have you bought it outright? 
No, I bought it outright, I'm afraid. Outright. Is it second-hand? Yeah, of course it is. I'm not is, a ridiculous know. human. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I was just I was just um, looking through the um, the documents <laughs> from the purchase, Dave, and um, apparently there's there's some small print that you might want to take a proper look at because it's a bit worrying. It says this season we've teamed up with Labrooks and we'll be bringing you plenty <laughs> of specials. Uh, new subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> New subscribers can have up to £50 of free bets matched at uh, bet.newcastlepodcast.com. So deposit £50 and get an extra £50 deposited in your account. And uh, we'll be tweeting all of that on our account. Um, That's what it says in the T's and C's, in the small print of your purchase. It sounds a good deal. I, I don't mind... That being slung in there. To be honest, they didn't really work as a comic device, did it? Because I sort of said, oh, you might want to have a look at the small print on your BMW, Dave, because there's a good offer. <laughs> 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 I don't think anyone would have thought of that unless you hadn't just said. <laughs> it's fine. It fine. No, let's just sit down and talk about this. <laughs> let's really analyse it. No, well, to be honest, I think... We're all going to be buying BMW soon because we're going to be rich because we're getting taken over. But first of all, with the formula of uh, the Newcastle Natter, as tenuous as that is, (laughs) I think we should start by talking about Saturday's game. Yeah. I I, I feel like that's important to me that we do that. Yeah. We're going to have some rules. Did you watch the game, Dave? Yes. Uh, go ahead. What did you think? Um, I think as a few people have said, like certainly Rafa said, that it was a good first half hour. Uh, we played well, good intensity. Um, and we, I mean, we weren't matching them because I don't think they really started the game well at all. But we did. We started out the blocks well. I thought that... Um, Naming the four four two was I mean it wasn't exactly a four four two with Hosloom's playing slightly deeper, but it's as close to a four four two as we're likely to see. And I was surprised to see that because I don't think we've got the players to go up against any team in the Premier League four four two, let alone a team like Man U. So I was a bit surprised, but then I suppose Is this Rafa's it, midlife crisis along with the Gota? <laughs> It's like just suddenly like dabbling in four four two. It did feel like one of the worst times to try it as well. When you're up against yeah. the midfield with Paul Pogba in there and we've got Shelby who doesn't really defend. You basically say no. Isaac Hayden has to cover the back four. But having said that, yeah. sorry I, I I interrupted you mid flow day, but I mean I thought it the first half was um possibly the best I'd seen us play this season. Yeah, we were playing, we were creating some really, this is going to sound a bit wanky, making some really nice like, Sorry, patterns I just, I on the pitch. just hit at the microphone. For no he was so angry with me, Dave. I don't know why I hit the microphone. <laughs> just accidentally. Sorry, carry on. Um, no, we, we we put some nice nice moves together. We were making some nice patterns of play. Um, it was certainly um, expansive. And one thing that a mate of mine suggested is that this was kind of a free hit for us because we went there not really expecting to get anything. So this is a good opportunity to test out a four four two against Premier League opposition and see what we can do, see how the, the patterns of play move, see if there's any like um glare because if it if it pans out quite well against Man U, then maybe we can use it against someone like Southampton or Sure, that's a theory, but then the other side, you could say that it doesn't tell you that much because the standard of playing that you're playing against, Mm. you know, playing, if 4-4-2 works or doesn't work against Man U, that doesn't tell you whether it's going to work or not work against Swansea. No, but it's... Sorry, go on, Paul. I think it was a bit tactically naive. I mean, Man U were amazing, and there's nothing to say that... Getting Second beaten, half. Yeah, but getting beaten 4-1 might have been the best we could have 
got under any circumstances. You never know. But I I think if there's one team you don't want to play four four two against, it's one with a midfield that's that athletic and mobile and strong. Yeah. It seems an odd one for Benitez who like if McLaren or Pardew had named the same starting lineup and formation, I think they would have rightly got a lot of stick for Helpers. It. Yeah. yeah. But then Let's the look, other thing that on. you've got to bear in mind, just dead quick, is that with the players that we've got available and the form that they're in, like we didn't have we couldn't have played like a four one two uh, with Marino and Hayden and Shelby in the centre of the park and like try to be solid in the centre of the park and deny them. Because Marino's out. We can't play that kind of game with Diame because he's shit. We couldn't play the traditional, like Rafa Benitez's traditional 4-2-3-1 because Perez has been pretty poor um, in that number 10 role and we don't have anybody to take on that role. And also, Hosselu hasn't been playing well up front on his own. He's not been scoring goals. So this was... Ha- like with the players, the resources I have available and the form that they're in and everything else, what is the best way to set out this team? And four four two seems it seemed like a reasonable um, decision with with what we've got available. The only thing I maybe would have changed is um, not had Murphy and gone with like um, gone with like uh, Aaron's maybe on on the left. And I, I know that we get trapped into this thing of because we haven't seen a player in a while, we we ramp up how good he is in our heads. But Aaron's, at the very least, gives you blinding pace down the wings. So if you've got like if you've got that pace available to you, and you kind of you play quite deep, long balls into that corner, into the the man who's right back corner, and play with like Mitrovic up front who can you know hold up the ball and stuff like that. So I, I get why he went four four two if it's if it's just because of what he's got available at the minute. But I think, I think he, players... I think, sorry. I think he... You may be right on that, but it, it would have been nice to see Aaron's, but it is about four injuries since we've last seen him play, so yeah. I don't know yeah. if he does have blinding pace anymore. I'm sure he does. No, that's, that's fair. Let's go back to how we all felt about 30 minutes, 35 minutes into the game. I, th- I thought we were... Whatever system we were playing, I thought it was working terrifically. I guess, mm. on reflection, Man United were really not at their be- their best. But and uh, I, I'm although we were one nil up, I'm sure if you'd have asked me at that time whether I had to bet, I would have still uh, said that a Man U win was the most likely outcome. I thought we were yeah. doing very well. The yeah, first yeah. third of the game was terrifically enjoyable to watch. Well, we played uncharacteristically attackingly. I we think did, regardless yeah. of the even formation. After, even after scoring that goal, there was no yeah. like, oh, we need to hold on to this. But I think if you look at the way we've played every game, even at home against Crystal Palace, we've been deep and just had bodies behind the ball and counter-attacked. Yeah. And yeah. I think there were... Possibly there was a feeling that that's just not getting us the goals and we have to attack. But I think the one game where that sort of conservative approach would have possibly done better over 90 minutes is this one. But it was good to see how good we looked going forward. Yeah, I don't know. Even if we, because of who we had available, I don't think that the 4-2-3-1 would have got a much better result. Because bear in mind that the Man U side that we faced is is better than the Man U side that... um, majority of the, the teams who faced them um, have come up against because Pogba was back and geez, like Pogba was incredible in the second half. He was absolutely superb and that's, that's kind of the, the, the big difference between the two of the two teams. I mean, Pogba and Lukaku cost as much as our last 23 signings put together. So it's just, a, we're not in the same, like not in the same Galaxy is as Man U when it comes to the the talent that they've got on display. I mean, Martial's uses a bloody impact sub, and he co- I can't remember how much he cost, but I think it was like forty million, fifty million, something ridiculous like that. Like we just we couldn't compete. Um, but I think we made I, it very easy for them in terms of the the formation we lined up with and our approach, our attacking approach. It did feel like in the second half. 
it felt like if you're playing as a child, if you're playing a game against your dad, and yeah. then there's a moment where he goes, oh, fuck this, and then just decides <laughs> to use all of his ability to destroy... Competitive dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think, like, because there, there was a, a bit of um, concern on Twitter and on, on, like, various social medias, but... I don't think there's a great deal of shame for a, a newly promoted side to lose 4-1 at Man U. I mean, we're the first, I think we're the first team to score at, at Old Trafford. I think in open play since something like yeah. New Year's Day, I think. Yeah, and, and and you're right, Paul, we did look we did look good going forward in attacking, and I think against lesser sides, I think um, that formation could well work. Certainly if we've got, you know, our first choice, um, first choice team out because I think part of our problem at the back was a lack of leadership. I think when Lascelles gets back, it, it'll be we'll be much better off. Hopefully, uh, Dwight Gale got a goal, and I thought it was a very good performance from Dwight Gale. Yeah, he looked sharp, mm-hmm. which he hasn't in the Premier League for us. Do we agree that he, he's now sort of he's got himself a starting place in the team now? Really, surely, even if it was four two three one. That we went back yeah. to. Do we not think that maybe he would be? Um, I'd like to see Perez's place. Oh, I don't know. But, I think Perez offers you more defensively. It's that yeah. trade-off. There is a balance of our team. I think if you have Gale and Hosselu, we'll defend less at the front. I, we'll I think what it showed is that. Yeah, I think what it shows is that Gale can score in the Premier League. If he, if he's, you know, if we can get the ball to him and give him opportunities, um, he, he, he can score. I, I still don't think he's going to get seven, eight goals. If, if he does, if he gets better than that, I'll be surprised. Um, but I would say perhaps instead of playing Perez in the number 10 role, pushing someone like uh, Marino further forward and using him not as a creative outlet. Um, as a number ten traditionally is, but using him as that like high up the field harasser who's good technically and who can link up play, um, maybe give that a go and do the four two three one because I think with Marino behind him, Gale could work, um, but I don't think that would be the right way to go if we were playing like a big man up front because I think with a big man up front you'd need like uh, like somebody with, with a bit more um, like. I don't know, like pace about him and a little bit more uh, quicker acceleration, stuff like that, than Marino has. Right. Okay. Well, food for thought. Um, uh, Because my brain's gone blank, we're now going to go through a break. (laughs) But but there's more to say about uh, Saturday's game against Man United. And then, of course, there's a lot to say about the takeover. It's happening, guys. It's happening. It's all happening. It's all happening. We'll be back after this break. I don't know who it's sponsored by, but if Newcastle United is being taken over, I'm assuming it's sponsored by, I don't know, the Sultan of Brunei. <laughs> <laughs> What's he plugging? I don't know. He's just plugging wood. Now that, I demo, now that we're all loaded, I imagine he's, he's plugging private play, fly, private jets. We're all going to get... Just, <laughs> does this work as a, as a rhetorical device? I mean, In a way. Basically, I'm going with the idea that because we're getting taken over, we're all going to be loaded, all Newcastle <laughs> fans, and we're all going to get private jets. Okay, so go with me on that, yeah. and you'll get a lot more. Dave's already got the car. Dave's already yeah. got the car. He's got a down. Dave's already had a little bit of the first down payment from the war chest, <laughs> and uh, we'll have uh, a little bit more on the Man United game, and then a lot more along this <laughs> tenuous theme <laughs> after this break. <laughs> The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Oh, well, that all got a little bit silly and it will again in a minute, but we must go back to the Man United game because there is some more to say. Jacob Murphy got a start. 
Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a puppet, doesn't he, Paul? He does look like a puppet. You pointed this out in the pub where we watched it. And once you've had that pointed out to you, you can't really see him as anything else. <laughs> Dave, Jacob Murphy, that's my thoughts on Dave Jacob Murphy. <laughs> I, I thought he had an okay game. I think um, it's it's what I've been saying for ages where, like, players who are coming on for the final six or seven minutes in a game, you can't really tell what they're going to be like in the Premier League because they're coming up against either tight situations or they're coming up against like games that are already won or lost. So it's hard to really see how they'll, they'll perform at that level. I thought he had a decent game against a very, very good side. And I think that he he certainly deserves another shot. Um, he's decent technically. He hasn't got a great amount of pace. Like It's not the amount of pace where you 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 put that list at that as one of his major attributes but no i'd say give him another shot no harm in general he's always struck me as someone who looks very very frightened but now now that i've decided that i I thought he was just very nervous playing for newcastle in the premier league um but now that i've decided he looks like a puppet i think he just happens to look like a puppet so maybe he's not (laughs) maybe he's not nervous maybe just Looks like I think the the slight problem with him and why people seem to get on his back a bit more is he loses possession where it looks like there's no need to, in the same way that Perez does a lot of the time. But I think his movement yeah. looked really good against Manu. It's nice to have a player who's unafraid to run at the opposition. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that Yedlin was getting a lot more space with Murphy playing ahead of him. Sure, Yedlin had a good game, um, made the goal, uh, has certainly got pace in bags but Jacob Murphy I don't know how good his decision making is at the moment Um, no not great he was he he looked like he had a point to make and he was intent on making that by scoring scoring Um, once he was in the final third he didn't seem that good at looking for the pass but you know fair enough it's early days he's young and he looks like a puppet, which must have been hard. <laughs> I suppose any of us can look like a puppet, doesn't it? It depends what the puppet looks like. If the puppet looks like Jacob Murphy, then Jacob Murphy looks like a puppet. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other players that I look wanted... like puppets, but there's not many come to mind. <laughs> Lee Hendry. <laughs> Did he look like a puppet? Yeah, Lee Hendry looked like a puppet. Raheem Sterling runs like he's attached to strings. That's yeah, true. That you ever seen true. Yeah, he's a marionette. He's really yeah. sterling runs like he What is. you can't see is Sheikh Mansour above the stadium with giant strings attached to yeah. his <laughs> limbs. Raheem Sterling, um, especially I'll... Thunderbirds, yeah. with a much better budget. <laughs> I feel like there I should be a um... player that looks like one of the Dolmio family, but none of them are coming to mind. <laughs> Um, Aaron, Ren- I wanted to- Aaron Lennon also runs like runs like a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> Are we sticking with the puppet chat? No, yeah. Sorry, no, no. We'll. <laughs> we'll um, That's what this podcast is: puppet chat, isn't it? No, we're gonna now gonna move past the our uh, long running feature uh, puppet <laughs> chat, and we're gonna move on to whatever Dave wants to talk about. Go. I just wanted to haul Javier Manquillo over the coals. Oh, I thought you had an absolute shitter of a game. Yeah, I mean, I know he's up against a very good side, but ah, uh, he was, he was, his limitations were laid bare. They and were coming I at think, us down our left all game, really, weren't uh, they? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's why uh, Richie was put on the left to start with, um, to to try and give Mankilo a little bit of extra cover because with Yedlin's pace, he can make a mistake and catch up with it. Mm. But with Mankilo was just just highlights. Um, I never thought I'd say this, like getting Domit back because I think for all he's limited, young Paul Domit, I still think he's he's got a, a wiser head on his shoulders and he wouldn't make as many silly positional errors I as like Mankilo did. I'm into it. Yeah, I do think as well. It'd be nice to see Mbemba giving another go at left back. I don't think yeah, he did much yeah, worse. Mankio's looked sort of six out of ten for a lot of games, but I think teams will target us down their right side. Are now. we starting to say what Sunderland fans were saying about Mankio? Where we were like, oh, but he only played a few games for them. 
but I don't think he looks. I mean, he looked poor against Man U, but he's been a solid squad player for us this season, which is all mm. we want, really. Handy to have. Yeah, he's filled in well for Dummett, but yeah, I don't think anybody was particularly excited about signing Manquillo, and when he signed, I think everybody thought like we're saying, that's ah, one for the squad. You know, it's not like. I didn't sleep for two days when I heard we'd signed him. I was a bender. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody saw me for two. I was out partying, that was it, screaming Mankio at the sky, and we've got him. You've been like that since um, you got your GMBQ. <laughs> Even there, I went absolutely mental when we signed him. Yeah, you've been like that since you got your GMBQ in, in hospitality. <laughs> They were two of the biggest days of my life. Yeah. So, um, they, that was a joke no one will get. I mean, it was just, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I've got a new <laughs> thing where I analyse the, the... Yeah, live, anal- <laughs> live analysis of the things you've just said. It's ba- yeah. yeah, it's basically player cam. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do we have anything more about to say about the Man United game before we move on? I think Not generally really. that's probably the hardest game we'll have this season, that or Man City away. So we shouldn't get too despondent. And Fair we enough, were yeah. we were deservedly ahead and the better team for some of the game. They've got this thing <clears throat> about scoring four goals, man, you haven't they? They either yeah. score one or they score four. I think that game specifically felt like games of old against Man City where Yaya Torre would decide he just couldn't be bothered to wait to score anymore and just run through our middle. It's all mm. had that similar men against boys feel yeah. at times. It's like when Ian yeah. Botham used to play cricket with his kids in the garden. That's what he <laughs> talked about. He always, he always said that he always just played. <laughs> he, he just played. He played what properly. a terrible parent. Because, he, they, because they had to learn. <laughs> so that's basically then, what I mean, you did to us in the second half. Like Ian Botham does. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, Ian still... Botham in us could be slang for sending a dick pic on Twitter. <laughs> he also did that. I mean, we're still just a very good championship side. You know, we're not. I don't think we're we're. But very good very championship good... sides get promoted to the Premier League. So mm. that's what we're eleventh yeah. in the Premier League. I think we're there are there are nine teams deservedly below us at the moment. So it's. But we're not going to be a very good championship side. For much longer, we're about to be the best team in the world because we're <laughs> because we're getting taken over. Yeah, looks like or it. Yeah, or are we? Or are we? Well, again, we've had a formal bid. Under- this is where we stand, right? We've had a formal bid yeah. at the time of recording. We had a formal bid at the beginning of the week uh, from yeah. Amanda Staveley and her great big band of invisible men behind it that we <laughs> yeah. know nothing about. The Stavelets. Sta- uh, yeah, Amanda Stavely and the Stavelets have put in a £300 million pound bid. Um, I got to learn a little bit about Amanda Stavely this week. Uh, she went to Cambridge University, left early. To set to up, st- a restaurant uh, set up a Newmarket. Re- <laughs> restaurant in Newmarket. I'm assuming... That restaurant went very well <laughs> because well, they had a timeline of her in Sky Sports News, and the next thing after the restaurant was brokering the deal for Shake Mansour. He eating in there? Like how did how did setting up a restaurant in Newmarket go straight to uh, brokering major major deals? I tell you, what, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but the picture of Amanda Staveley that does the rounds, especially. She does look a little like a puppet, and we know Sheikh Mansour <laughs> has form for puppetry. This is about is this about to be a new conspiracy theory along the lines of David Icke thinking that everyone in control yeah. are lizards? Yeah, these are puppets, perhaps yeah. being controlled by the lizards. I don't know. I'm just saying, if she does a press conference after buying us, she should be made to walk through a hoop to make sure there's no strings. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, but. Right, so it's it's a formal bid. The yep. latest news I hear is that there may be another bid by the end of the week uh, because yep. you know they have to 
all the documents have to go through. They have to, like, mm. apparently the printer isn't working. Actually, it's obviously they need to go to the library to print it out. <laughs> all of that's going on. But the first bid was turned down as well, that should be said. Yeah, it was officially then, turned down, was it? Okay. Well, it seems to yeah. have been rebuffed, yeah. So on Football yeah, Manager, yeah. they've basically gone to back to suggested terms. Is it? It's in... Yeah, that sounds about right. It's in the negotiation. But um, then, the, I mean, nobody... Oh, the first the first bid was always going to get rejected uh, because nobody goes in with their, their best bid first. You, you try and who's you know, broker a deal. No. Yeah. Exactly. I think... Because um, Ashley's valuation of Newcastle United is something like 400 million. And nobody, nobody's going to pay 400 million. And I think that's... For him, that's like a... It's just like a, a, a sticker price. He's putting it on because he knows somebody's going to come in with a lower bid, but that gives him a, a higher starting point. So she's come in with 300. Um, and frankly, I think the, 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 the deal will be struck below 350 because I just don't think the club's worth that much money. And I do think Ashley wants to sell. So I think the the deal, I think the deal will happen, but I just I, I can't see it like can't see it going for anything like he's asking for. I just find it. I find I do find it amusing, entertaining the idea that we have any idea, yeah, what, <laughs> what it's worth. But what? well, there was a there was a thing in the I think it was the Telegraph about the evaluation of the club and it takes into account the assets like the players and the stadium and all, all the facilities and the deals like the sponsorship deals and stuff like that and it, it said around 290 million 280 million it's about right for the assets and stuff but then you've got to look in the uptick like if somebody with a bit of ambition takes over Newcastle United you know, we've spoken about it before like the opportunities to build the marketing arm and the and the the commercial side of the revenue is huge for a club like Newcastle. It's it's an untapped theme. So north of three hundred million sounds about right to me, but way south of four hundred million. I think as well the problem is we're all hoping Mike Ashley will make good decisions and use logic. But there's not much history of that. And the other problem with trying to value the club at the moment is the value of our club is widely different depending on whether Mike Ashley's in charge or not. Because I think if he's in yeah. charge, Benitez isn't there, and we're much more in danger of relegation, and it almost wipes a hundred million off. Then yeah. If he isn't Which in is charge, the, no- the value is higher. Exactly. So that that kind of backs up my thing that he want he needs to sell now is because Newcastle United stock is unlikely to ever be higher than it is now under Mike Ashley. Because right now we've got Rafa Benitez, we're 11th in the table, we're 14 points from 12. We've got interested parties around us. The TV deals are ridiculous at the minute. We've got a good chance, he's got a good chance of making a profit on this. If he doesn't sell and doesn't back Rafa Benitez in the window, then we might go down. And if we go down, the club immediately takes a huge hit on its value because it's not getting the, the... the um the TV deal. If we if we yo-yoed like that, we wouldn't get the same kind of parachute payments that we received last time. So we'd be even worse off financially. But like most importantly, Rafa would be gone, and there goes one of the biggest things. So if and if in comes actually, Tony Pulis. <laughs> so that's no what chance. I worry would happen. But only if only if only if he doesn't sell. Like, if he doesn't sell and then Rafa goes and then he brings in a Tony Pulis or something like that, we'll still take a huge hit on the value of it. And if he, do, if he wants to sell it, he's just lost out for, for the sake of, like, 20 million or however much. He, he'd lose more than that by the reduction in the value of the property by not selling it But if there's now. someone with the form where you'd say, I could see that person being stupid enough to do that, it is Mike Ashley. I think it did... You make a very good case that we're, we're never going to be more valuable under Mike Ashley, and hopefully common sense will prevail. Mm. Personally, I think Mike Ashley's appointment suggests that he wouldn't employ someone like Tony Pulis because actually that would make far too much sense. <laughs> would be more likely to employ someone like Tim Sherwood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
what I heard on Sky Sports News is they knocked out the little fact they were like, Amanda Staveley's got this, it's it's a Dubai-based consortium. consortium. It's so dodgy, isn't it? The whole mm. thing. It's like, so it's a Dubai-based consortium. So whatever it is, it's it's some kind of morally uh, wrong uh, regime behind it all, but that's fine. It's a Dubai-based consortium with uh, £28 billion available. That where, where has that figure come from? Like, well, no, I, I guess think, it I means think that it's a consortium where, like, their combined assets yeah. total that. Yeah. That's not what they're prepared to put in. No. No, no, no. But, uh, but yeah, but, like, exactly. let's just but let's just assume that's true. We've got twenty. They want to buy every player in the world. We've got twenty-eight billion, <laughs> and then once once we've all got our BMWs, um, what I mean. That's exciting, isn't it? What's going to happen? Are we about? Are we about to be like Man City? Is that what's about to happen? I don't think so. I think that we'll be we'll be taken over by if we're taken over, and it is by this PCP partners or whatever they're called. Oh yeah, they're called um, PCP. Yeah, which is <laughs> uh, name for drug. drug. Angel dust, isn't it? It's, a, it's something you hear more about in the states than here. You don't hear about yeah. PCP so much here. I, I'm always asking my dealer. <laughs> when are you going to get some of that PCP? I think the, but, they talk about it in the States and when whenever like someone gets shot by the police, there'll be some rumour going around like, well, he was on PCP. Oh. Which yeah. implies that you're just allowed to shoot people when they're on PCP. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't um, mean to get into American racial politics. <laughs> but, but I think um, we'll... If, so if we're taken over by this partnership, then I, I, I can't imagine they're going to suddenly throw... How much does it cost to get Man City where they are now? What, a billion quid? Yeah. That sounds right. about they're right. Not gonna, a, we can't do that because of FFP. B, even if they do spend a billion quid, that would be um, no guarantee of any kind of success because we're also going up against... Chelsea, who've spent, probably spent a billion. Man U, I would be surprised if they hadn't spent a billion. And then you've got the teams like Arsenal, Liverpool and, and Spurs, who've spent a lot of money but have benefited from always being, you know, around about the Champion League spot. So they've got that cash they there. For us to suddenly usurp six or seven of them, no, I, I can't see that happening. I think what we'll do is we'll expand the that group at the top of the league from a top six or seven to a top seven or eight. You know what I mean? Like, because they, they never used to talk about Spurs in, in the title, and they always used to say, like, oh, the big four, and then the big five. And I remember when it was the big two, when it was Man U and um, Arsenal, like the top two and all the rest of it. Now it's suddenly, like, the six clubs up there who could yeah. legitimately go for the title at any time. I think, I think if, you get could... a big, if you get a big takeover now and have billions pumped into you, that just means you can effectively get to the top table, as in you can be yeah. one of six or seven teams. Well, we'll see. We've been over this ground a fair bit already, and I imagine we'll do it yeah. another 20 times before we eventually <laughs> don't get taken over. Um, can I just, so, just for um, just for like old times' sake, what percentage are you that will get taken over before, let's say before the January window opens? Before it opens? Um, yes. Uh, it, I reckon I'm two sixty six point six percent that we will get taken over before the January window. Well, I think that we will get taken over. So I guess before the January window, then I'll say forty percent. Okay, Paul, ten percent. I think. Oh, Before the window, yeah. See, I, I'm I'm pretty much the same as Fergus. I think I, I am pretty like I'm very confident that we'll be taken over. But for it to be for it to go through in time, for it to um, for us to benefit in the January window, now nah, I'm about forty forty five percent because I can just see it like dragging out. But I could see the the the, the suitors that are trying to buy it put, putting money aside to fund the purchase of new players. It just won't be 
whatever their budget is, it won't be a massive amount. We'll see. Well, then it'll all get into... It'll be it'll become incredibly important whether we survive. Like, it isn't Yeah. always. But if as soon as... We, if we get through the January transfer window without getting taken over, then I expect there'll be a lot of we'll wait and see. Yeah, I mean, the annoying thing with Ashley, if he had any sense, he'd realise not selling as soon as he can the value of the club can really only depreciate between now and the end of the season. We'll yeah. see. Listen, we're going to have to uh, wrap up pretty soon, but I'll just rattle through some uh, some interaction from our uh, extensive fan base. Uh, on Twitter, Thomas Burkhan says, in the evidence of the last two games, would you stick to 4-4-2 or revert to 4-2-3-1? We sort of recovered this covered this but our next game is against Watford uh, do we think that we should go back to 4-2-3-1 or stick with 4-4-2 against Watford briefly please go with Marino back I'd switch you'd switch okay right there's your answer you've already covered that Paul yeah 4-2-3-1 for me with Marino in the number 10 slot uh, no I'd go Marino Shelby Marina Shelby, Perez, and then Hosselu? Or Gale, 50-50, really. I'd like to see Gale. Yeah, I'd like to see Gale, even though uh, supposedly supposedly smarter tactical football heads than us know that that won't work. Dave always sounds like he knows the most about football, but anyone who's involved in the uh, Newcastle Natter League for fantasy football will know that uh, Dave talks a good game, but does not have a great fantasy football team. It's, I don't. It's really bad. You've got. It's because I, I always got, forget to like update it or anything after the first month or so. You've got Willie Ann in the middle. You've got. It's. Yeah, it's not great. Oh yeah, you don't you don't pick like a central midfielder for central midfield unless he's a goal scorer. Similarly, you shouldn't buy centre halves. You should always buy fullbacks because they're more likely to provide assists. Dave, you're giving advice sure. to two people above you in the league. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was, to, to a listenership of I people think, above I you in the league. I think it's important to people, put people in. Well, I didn't mean by that you're playing him in the wrong position in midfield. He should be out on the wing. <laughs> what I meant by is he seems to be your like big, <laughs> your big midfielder and doesn't play. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All right, anyway. Uh, Nixon 2014. <laughs> which I'm only just considering what that Twitter name means. It's, I don't understand. Is, that a, is this a Russian bot? <laughs> <laughs> Nixon2014 says, do you think Rafa will walk if the club is not sold? I would like to think not, but if he gets nothing to spend in January, things may turn sour. Just a I'd agree response. with that. Do we... Th- that we definitely all agree that that's a high possibility, but do we think it'll actually happen? If the sale falls uh, through and hmm. the general transfer window is over and Rafa gets a half-decent offer from somewhere, is it goodbye, Rafa? I think if the club's taken off the market and money isn't invested in the squad, then definitely. Yeah, 100% where I'm at. And then uh, Bedford Mag has got a series of questions. Um, is he making full use of the 280 characters he is it's worrying yeah. I mean, like, we've got like three questions from other listeners and then eight from Bedford Mag <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with providing questions there's nothing wrong with providing questions quick fire round what colour bin is it this week it's black so it's bottles it's black alright oh, okay I understand okay good does Rafa have to put his own bins out? Probably not. He's probably got an assistant. Has Paul... I mean, do assistants put bins out? I reckon he gets one of his kids to do it as part of a lesson about... Uh, I think he has them doing it very tactically as well, so that they're out at the last yeah. minute. I imagine they've got a very good system going. Yeah. Has Paul got his cock-ripping pants off ready for the takeover? Not yet. I'm Not still me. I'm still in the sceptical side. Okay. Having said that, you are unbuckling your belt <laughs> as I speak. <laughs> uh, why is Fergus saying that bit at the start of the natter through gritted teeth? I don't know what he mean. Does he mean the labricks? Yeah. Bit? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I, d- I d- yeah. You were this- in a very different place when you recorded that. 
Yeah. You were a different guy. I'm a complex man. You were on PCP <laughs> at the time as well. Let's just say, genuinely, a fair amount of my income comes from voiceover for uh, adverts. And because uh, I don't get paid for that, I deliberately do it shit. <laughs> 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 and uh, uh, Bedford Bank says, who is Rafa going to buy first? Not who, Michelle but what position. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news on Sky Sports News now. <laughs> Long lens footage of her turning up at the training ground. Michelle Pfeiffer. When, you, when you've got <laughs> unlimited funds. <laughs> and a really 80s list of debates. <laughs> yeah. A red Ferrari, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, man. <laughs> Why not? He's gonna buy he's gonna buy everyone a trip to Disneyland. Who would you buy now if you could? If it if I could buy any player in the world right now. Well, realistic for if we had a cash injection. Oh, we've done this, but like I mean define realistic because, you know is Gareth Bale realistic? He wouldn't be who I picked, by the way, because of injuries, but like someone's probably gonna buy him at some point. Mm. Who is re- like What's our budget? Is a hundred million? Are we going to spend a hundred million on a player? Probably not. What is realistic, Paul? I don't know. I don't know. Torres, although yeah. no. I think we could do with a striker in January. Yeah, I think it was mentioned on a previous pod, Olivier Giroud, and that was enough to get me excited. Yeah, yeah. decent keeper. Just depends what kind of like. But if you're asking who would be our Rabino. Which I think we've asked on a yeah. previous pod. I would want something a bit more exciting than Olivier Giroud. I mean, I'd, like someone like Benzema would be a. I don't think be, we're going to be. Just, on that I'm just doing a carbon, yeah. carbon copy of someone who's like possibly out of favour at Real Madrid. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Cavani. Edison Cavani. Good chance. I think I the problem think is we've all had the ambition driven out as a driven out of us over the years that when it comes time to think of an ambitious best case scenario for the club, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, you know there was a time when we bought. I know it was a completely different world. We, we bought probably the world's most wanted striker in Alan Shearer that yeah. summer. The most world's wanted spot striker was probably Alan Shearer. For a world record him. fee as well. For a it? world record fee of £15 million. I know the game has gone insane since. But yeah, some, and we, and we, we, yeah, we could do it, but I, I think that, to be honest, we've said it before, where I, I don't think Rafa Benitez would buy a, like a marquee signing just to just to put us on the map. I think he'd buy what we need to do to finish fifth. Mm. You know, not this season, obviously, but like next season, yeah, he, he'd buy a bunch of players that can all play a certain way, and he's got faith in them, and yeah, and ninety percent of them we probably wouldn't be able to pick out of a lineup, but I trust them. Who knows? What does excite me is if a takeover does happen before the window, a few signings in, then there's still the chance of a decent FA Cup run with a much better That's a good shout, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, imagine that. Takeover, FA Cup win. Oh, oh I might have, to, might have to hang up the phone and go to my masturbatorium. I think we should buy the Van Basten. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> Yeah. I think we should buy um, Patrick Clivert's son from Ajax. Mm. Have you been playing yeah, football manager by any chance? Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think it's realistic, but I've played. I've started a game as Newcastle. I'm second in the Premier League and about ten points ahead of. I don't third, know what so it is I do not... wrong. Immediately, every time I do it, all my players hate me. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like bottom of whatever league I'm in. I'm like. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe it's because I can't buy, buy a Yasmin. Players, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Just don't buy every, like everybody makes the same mistake. And as soon as they take over a club, they want to spend a load of like whatever they've got left in the transfer budget. Just don't. 
It's not Don't what do I that. do, Dave. I do, I do what everyone, ev- whatever everyone tells me to do. And it always <laughs> goes wrong. <laughs> well, maybe you should just shit. Everyone else is taking Torquay United into the Champions League semi-finals. All right, we're going to wrap up. I would like to take a moment now to thank uh, you, Dave Watson. Thanks, Fergus. For joining us. Thank you, Paul Doolan. Thank you very much. Uh, we haven't well, done, before, we haven't we, predicted scores for Watford, but I've got the uh, producer slash engineer in my ear about finishing. I think we've rattled on somewhat. Quick score predictions. Go on quick. Dave? 1-0 to us. 1-0 to us. Paul? 2-1 Watford. 2-1 Watford. That sounds realistic to me, but I'm going to split the difference and go 1-1. Traditional. Secret, but secretly, I think... Paul's right, and it'll be two one Watford. And uh, but thank you very much to both of you. Thank you to you, the Newcastle Natter listener. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes and do all of that. My name is Focus Craig. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Right. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.